Megan got a whole episode on Halloween, so it's only fitting that I get a whole episode on Christmas. Today is all about traditions. Traditions we had when we were growing up, those that we have incorporated with our families now, and some traditions that we've heard some from friends and family that they do. It really is a great time of the year, and it's fun to see the things that get passed down from generation to generation and how excited kids and adults get to just relive those moments every single year. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we would love to hear what some of your traditions are. Welcome back, and this might be one of my favorite episodes that we're going to do because we're talking all about Christmas. Megan got a whole episode (laughs) about Halloween, so I said it's only fair that I get one about Christmas. So we're going to talk all things holiday. I mean, because we're going to spend some time post-Christmas and Epiphany too, but holiday traditions and the like, some of our favorite things we do. Um, Just a little disclaimer ahead of time we are talking about that jolly old man so if you have children around maybe don't listen down yeah listen listen later if you don't want anything uh ruined so let's start maybe at the beginning megan and let's talk about our childhood traditions before we get into says the non-therapist let's talk about our childhood Lay down in your chair and tell me about your childhood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Childhood traditions. traditions. Yeah. So because I'm a pastor's kid, I mean, we never we never travel for Christmas. Christmas is like full of services and um, all things all things church. I mean, really on, on Christmas Eve and Christmas day and even Advent leading into Advent. So a lot of like religious traditions. I mean, I would imagine yours is kind of the same way, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We had more flexibility. We didn't have to be at a specific church, but yes, church, a church. Yes. I mean, there were times that we would leave like right after Christmas morning, like right after Christmas day service and go on a trip between Christmas and new years. But I mean, we had to be home for Christmas Eve and Christmas day. So a lot of times people came to our house or like families traveled in, but we never, we always spent Christmas day at our house or Christmas morning at our, at our home. And so I think that's been a tradition that like we've, I know I probably get ahead of ourselves, but that we've kept with our kids is like, we wake up Christmas morning at our house. I just always did. So, um, but yeah, I mean, starting with the Advent season uh, and I even have it with my kids now is like a lot of Advent programs or services. I, I Advent's kind of turned in at St. Luke's, like the kids lead Advent services. I don't know that I was really that way growing up, um, but there was always like a Christmas pageant that we were preparing for. My mom was choir director. So we were always kind of getting ready for that towards the holiday season. So um, just a lot of those kind of things I remember going on. And then like the massive run of Christmas services that we were always at. Um, and my mom sang in the choir and my sister sang in the choir. I do not sing. <laughs> I, I cannot sing. I mean, I sang a little bit, but I don't we sat the in the queue. <laughs> Actually, I was usually in charge of the nursery when I was old enough. So I would, oh. I would have nursery duty 
and they would all be singing. And so I would run the nursery as a teenager um, and then find one service to kind of pop in for. But it was like a, a whole like a whole day Christmas Eve at church. And then you debate if you wanted to go back with dad to the 11 p.m. service because mm-hmm. there's always that, you know, that night vigil service yeah. um, <clears throat> that he would have to go back and preach for. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of my Christmas memories are full of church. What about you? It's not a bad thing. I mean, that is the reason for the season. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I would agree. Um, We would always go Advent. You'd go to church every Wednesday night. We would, our church would always have dinner before. So that was kind of a thing to look forward to. You'd have dinner and then go to church. And when you got old enough, got to sit with your friends in church, not your parents. Um, But when I was thinking childhood traditions, mine went more to like, we were, my dad was always the piano, the accompanist for the choir. So we were at pre and played the organ for a service, if not more. So we were pretty much at church all Christmas Eve. We never did like a late candlelight service. So that was not a thing for me growing up. Every service ended with silent night, hold a candle yep. and it was dark already. So, um, it just wasn't like super late. Um, but every Christmas Eve before church, we would always have potato soup and cheese and crackers and salami and the rest of my family would eat shrimp cocktail. And so that's like a tradition that I look forward to when we ever um, we go home now for Christmas. Uh, we did not open presents until Christmas morning. Um, mm. So that was sometimes mom and dad would let us open like gifts from out of town, like aunts and uncles on Christmas Eve. But you always had to wait till Christmas morning. Um, I was like thinking of other, we were totally the opposite. So in pastor's life world, like there's usually like three services and then there's like an hour or two hour gap until the 11 o'clock service. So we would run home, open up all of our presents under the tree on Christmas Eve. It was, I think it was my mom's tradition. You open presents on Christmas Eve and then run back for 11 o'clock service if you wanted to go back with dad. But the other thing about food that's so interesting, my mom always makes wassail. And so mm-hmm. in the days in St. Petersburg, cause we were there the longest, um, the choirs would sing at all like four or five services, however many there were. So there was always like this big, huge potluck in the choir room. So everybody brought food and just everybody kind of like ate together between services. And that was kind of our, I don't know, like kind of our meal in some ways. Doesn't Wassel have alcohol? It doesn't have to have alcohol. Oh, okay. It's like, that was a lively church service. So <laughs> nowadays when we're not singing, it definitely has alcohol, <laughs> but she makes like it, she makes it without alcohol and you can add it at the end if you want. But yeah, it was really good for their throats. Like, cause they're like singing uh, all the time, the yeah. warm Wassel. Um, but one of my memories, I was in college and I came back home to this same tradition and I was um, on Christmas Eve, I was slicing up an orange to go into the wassail and I sliced my middle finger open mm. and I had to go get stitches while my dad was still preaching. And so I came back with my middle finger all, you know, um, in the air. and I just <laughs> waved at him while he was preaching in the back because I was that sassy teenager, but yeah. Those were good memories. I I can't remember any like specific foods, but we do Christmas Eve presents for sure. Everybody opens their presents on Christmas Eve. I don't do it with my kids now, but my parents still do it. Yeah. That's what David grew up doing too, was Christmas Eve. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a fun, it like, 
I guess it like lingers the holiday out, right? Like you, it's not all one wham, bam kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and then maybe you'll sleep in on Christmas morning. I remember there was times that my parents would tell my brother and I a certain time that they were, we were allowed to wake them up. Yeah. And when we, if we were awake, I remember playing like games in his room until the time went off. Like I would go in, see if he was awake. And then we would just sit in his room and play games until we were allowed to like run downstairs and, or wake up mom and dad up and run downstairs. But I think they just didn't, I mean, cause we were probably awake at five something with like, cause we were so excited on Christmas morning. <laughs> I remember those days too. We would have to sit on the stairs until we were allowed to like come down and go around the corner into the living room. Now, my family never wraps Santa Claus presents. So like if you come around the corner into the living room, like you just see everything. Uh, I think it was the best idea because I hate wrapping presents. And so we don't wrap any Santa gifts here. Okay. So let's talk about that. So you grew up with Santa. Yeah. And you continued that with your children. What does Santa look like in the Meisler home slash Armstrong household and of past? So I know this is like a debated topic now on social media, but Santa brought like the best gifts. Santa brought like the biggest and the best gifts. And I think in all honesty, because of being a parent now, it's because we didn't wrap them and you didn't have to like find a creative way to like wrap up all these things. So Santa always brought the best gifts, uh, left gifts under the tree, put stuff in your stockings. Um, we talked, I don't remember like having huge conversations about Santa. We always did like pictures with Santa at the mall and stuff. And I remember when there came to year because they were, like, because they were free nowadays. Well, they are now, not free. Yeah, you're right. They were free. <laughs> But I do remember there came a day and I specifically remember I came out, got my presents from Santa. I pulled my parents aside and I thanked them and they're like, what? And I was like, thank you. I know you're Santa. And my sister didn't know yet. And so I just remember that kind of process happening, but it was never like this, like, oh my gosh, you deceived me and I don't trust you kind of piece. It was just, and then once you knew about Santa, you could be part of it, which yeah. was always yeah, fun yeah. for me. Yeah. We, I, we grew up with Santa too, but he did not bring the big things and I've, well, I'll get into that, but they, I don't think he wrapped presents either. He did stockings and he usually brought a game and it like, as it went on, it was like a family game and it was kind of like you, if Santa was at the mall and there was no line, we'd take a picture with him if we wanted to. It was never like a big, like a big, big deal, which I think that's why I never felt like I was like lied to or anything deceived yeah but it was like fun and you would set out the cookies and they'd be gone and you get excited there's just something like magical about it I figured my parents never even like talked about it with us I was just I remember <laughs> there's one time I can't remember how old I was maybe like second grade and we were at the bank and the teller was like as we went through, she saw the ki us kids and she was like, now Santa's inside if you guys want to come see him. And so my brother like, yeah, yeah, let's go see him. And so my mom pulls around and she goes, now I just want to tell you guys something. You know that he's not real, right? And I'm like, yeah. And my poor brother, <laughs> who is older than me, <laughs> just staring at like, what? But he's so, he, he just is like, so he, he, Christian reminds me a lot of him too. He just loves life. And just enjoys it to the fullest. And like whatever. 100% just, and all the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. 
but it was never I was never angry at my parents no because they didn't do that but yeah in Matt's family they had like Santa had their its own wrapping paper like you had and then you had to hide it and so like I remember when we had kids and Matt's like okay find the Santa wrapping paper I'm like no 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 like listen to me we don't wrap Santa gifts (laughs) I'm not not even starting this but then they would hide like all the boxes and all this stuff. And so Matt was always like, oh my gosh, you have to hide that box. They're going to figure it out. And I wasn't all into that. Like we'd put, we'd tuck stuff away or whatever. Um, but I'd kind of leave a little bit of evidence. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's a fun tradition. I loved when we were at Trinity downtown, Billy would always do his Santa Claus kind of, um, I don't know, message at the school and talk about like Saint Nick, he was a saint Mm -hmm. and like who he was and what he did and all that kind of stuff. And for me, that was like a real positive kind of message in that way. Yeah. There was a man named Saint Nick and stuff. So yeah. What do you do for your kids now? Well David didn't David didn't grow up with Santa. They didn't do that in his house. So that was a debate. So the first like I think Christian but it was three when we were like, we gotta decide what we're gonna do. Because year one and year two it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're not big. And I just, I, I kind of convinced him. I was like, we don't have to make him a big deal. I was like, he does not bring the big gift because I would like to get credit for the big gift personally as they're growing up. Um, but I was like, there's just something fun about it, about there's just something magical. And I was like, at some point they're going to figure out this man cannot make it around the whole entire world in one night and go down chimneys and all this kind of stuff but there's just like something exciting about it. So he agreed as long as we didn't like make it a big deal. And at the end of the day, like when the kids, like they do get excited about Santa, but like Lucy was singing about Christmas and she was singing about Santa, but she was also singing about Jesus birthday. So I think we're doing a good job. Like they realize like Christmas is Jesus birthday and mm-hmm. Santa's just a part of it kind of thing. So that's what we do. Last year, we took him to Best Pro Shop to see Santa. Lucy was too scared. It was a terrible Santa. Like, Christian went up and told Best him what he Pro. wanted. I would have never even thought about Best Pro Shop. It was free. It was like these packages to go see Santa are crazy expensive. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay right. for you to do this because I really don't need the picture. But they, at Best Pro Shop, you got a four, free by six, four by six. It was free. Other places you don't get that. So anyway, I don't know what we'll do this year because Lucy thinks that she wants to talk to him and she drew him a picture. So I don't know. I, it's but they, been cool as my kids have gotten older and like figured it out and then they want to be part of it. Like Mike will be like, I'm going to stay up and help you set up Santa stuff. And then I won't set up his stuff, but we'll set up everybody else's. So that's been fun for them to just like kind of get into yeah. it, you know? But this year, McKenna, like Matt was like, you've got to tell her, you've got to tell her she's in fifth grade. She's got to know. And so I pulled her aside while we were shopping on Black Friday. And I was like, so what do you think about Santa? And she goes, he's not real. And I was like, okay, (laughs) so I don't have to keep all these (laughs) secrets anymore. And I just feel a lot more free about it. So, um, yeah, we all know in this house now. Did you, um, did you do the elf stuff? Was that? Did you have yeah, an elf? so we have elf on the shelf he hasn't made his appearance yet this year um i'll probably do it just because i think it's fun and stupid and i think it just brings a little bit of like holiday 
I don't know. My elf yeah. does like dumb things and the kids like waking up and finding it. So I'll probably do it. But that was the other thing. Like Mike and KK, when they figured out the elf too, they're like, I want to hide him. I want to put him in a fun place kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I was like, okay. So do you do elf on the shelf or not? We will not. I didn't do it growing do... up. Well, I don't think it was a thing growing up. No, I don't know when it appeared. Yeah, we no, we will. I don't think I could ever get David on board with doing that. And then I, that's just like another thing. I I'm sure it's fun. Christian had one in his classroom last year, but that's just another thing. Like I can't even keep my life straight right now. How could I? <laughs> but it's kind of genius. People are super smart in the marketing of like, here's yes. your box. Here's 24 ideas in a box. Boom, done. So I usually wait till the 1st of December. So it's only 24, right? Things that are 24 things you have to do. Um, And I'll do like an elaborate thing to begin with. And usually they'll bring, the elf will bring them advent calendars. Although my, my oldest and my youngest hate the chocolate and advent calendars. So they won't do it. So last year we had like a Lego advent calendar or something like you Mm, build another Lego every day. But um. So our friends, though, I've always thought this was interesting. I never heard of Billy the Brownie before, but like a couple years ago with the Swinsons and Agabrex, like they do Billy the Brownie up north. Like, had you ever heard of Billy the Brownie? I thought that was something that Tom made up. It's a thing. It's like, it's not just no, a, it's a family. thing up north. I looked uh, it up. Yes. Oh, OK. No, I had not heard of it until they did it. So Billy the Brownie has a closet where in your house where he makes all the toys and it's like locked up top secret and he comes out at night and he leaves like peanut butter cups or something on like random places in the house. And then he delivers the gifts on Christmas morning. I just, I don't know. I just think it's funny to hear about people's different traditions, but they were like all in on Billy the Brownie and he makes like this noise. I don't know. For a couple of years, it was hilarious to me. Um, so if you look it up, it's like for real, a tradition up north, Billy the Brownie. Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E. I thought it was just something, of course, they tell us about it while we're at their cocktail party. So Billy <laughs> the Brownie was a multimedia star of Christmas in Milwaukee from the 1920s to the 1950s. Yep. It's such a funny little story, but I mean, everybody has their own like traditions and things that they do. We want to take a quick break to thank our listeners of the It's Okay Not to Be Okay podcast. This has been a long time coming for Megan and I, something that we've talked about doing for quite some time. And I'm so thankful that we bit the bullet this year and just started this podcast. And we hope that you've enjoyed listening to the conversations and the ramblings that we've had and have been reassured that it is okay to not be okay at times. And I also want to ask you now, as we wrap up the end of the year, that um, I would ask if you would consider giving to Lutheran Counseling Services. Lutheran Counseling Services makes this podcast possible. And if you didn't know, we are a mental health office nonprofit located in Winter Park, Florida. And because we are a nonprofit, we rely heavily on our donors to be able to keep our costs low and offer grant funds to our clients that are not able to pay. We have an ever-growing client list. We're at an all-time high, which has caused us to open up a new location. And so we are definitely in need of donors right now in order to be able to create seats and change stories. So if you're interested in giving back to Lutheran Counseling Services, you can visit our website, lcsfl.com. And there are actually a few ways that you could give back. You can give back through donations, whether it's a one-time donation or even a monthly donation. Um, 
our client list is growing. Like I said, we have new clients calling in every day. So an ongoing donation would be for sure be helpful to the clients calling in. We also have a registry. Since we are opening up a new office, we need new seats. We need new furniture. So if you feel compelled, you can find our registry on our website too and see if there's something on that that you're interested in buying. Thank you so much for your support in this podcast. Thank you for your prayers and um, just being faithful listeners. And um, we just pray God's richest blessings on your Christmas season. So the other big tradition over the holidays for us is New Year's Day because my dad's from the South and you have to eat black eyed peas. At least one black eyed pea on New Year's Day. Do you make a whole pot of them, but you only have to eat one? Like you use your ham bone left over from Christmas because you eat ham on Christmas and you make the bean soup and it's like seven bean soup or something. I don't know. And then you make cornbread and you have to have black eyed peas in it because you have to have black eyed peas. And if you don't, you have bad luck. Yep. Hmm. Because, you know, we just I, celebrated Jesus' birth, but we believe in eating <laughs> black eyed peas on New Year's for good luck. <laughs> I don't know. They're just traditions. Like, why do we even yeah, do them? Yeah, no, no. There's some sense of comfort in them, I know, but. Yeah. Quick rattling it off, fake or no, fake or real tree, when you think of tradition. So in my house, it was always always artificial because my dad and my sister were allergic. Um, And when I married Matt, we had real trees Um, up until about like two or three years ago. So in our house now, we have an artificial tree and we do a real tree out back. Because I set up my porch for Christmas by my hammock mm-hmm. and stuff. And so we set up a real tree out there. What do you do? Fake or real? So I grew up choosing a tree for a while. And then I think my parents were like, this is way too much work, which it is like it the is. watering and the cleaning up and whatever. So then they went and got a fake tree. And um, when David and I got married, we did, we he did real trees. But growing up at, as a time that I can remember, artificial trees are just, they're so, nice looking like mm-hmm. and so it was very hard for me so I was like if we get a real tree I'm ver- gonna be very particular about it like it needs to be a particular Full. shape so like when we go to Lucas nursery stands like oh, why are you so demanding I was like sorry but the thing is every other year now since I'm from Colorado we go home for Christmas and so the years that since they sell trees now before Thanksgiving when you buy them by they the time, like, yeah, like it's already getting dry by the time we leave. So, and we're gone for like, I just don't want to leave it up because I don't know if it's going to get watered. I don't know what's going to happen to it. So we take it down and then it's just depressing because we come home, there's no tree. So I'm like, well, might as well take Christmas all down. So, cause I, I mean, it's just, I, you go home for a holiday I, and then I come back here and I'm just like a little homesick and then I don't have a Christmas yeah. tree. So I have convinced David that every other year we get an, we got an, we got an artificial tree this year and every other year we'll put that up. That way we can come home to it after. So this year you're not Colorado. in Colorado. This year we are. So we have an artificial oh, yeah, tree. Okay. And I, I love it. That. I got that. I love okay. It. So then um, on your Christmas tree, do you do white lights or colored lights? Oh, that's a good question. White. I like the white lights too. So here's my thing. (laughs) You could probably psychoanalyze me. I can be very controlling about my Christmas tree and how it looks like I want it to. But now as my children get older. I saw your post on Instagram the other day. (laughs) Yeah. 
So they did help me put up some and then I just rearranged them. They did a lot better this year, but I was like, guys, spread them out. We want different colors everywhere. So like I have a bunch of the same color, like color scheme, like balls and then other things. And then we put up like family kind of ornaments. Right. And then like they have maybe a few of their first Christmas kind of ones. My parents gave me all of my childhood ornaments. Um, and like I got crayon ones every year. And so this year was the first year I let the kids. So I give my kids their own tree and I have, I set out all of their decorations. I help them with the lights and then I walk away and they actually do a really good job this year. But then I'm like, that's your tree. Isn't that so cool? (laughs) Don't touch my tree. (laughs) But then they like are able to, they like put my, some of my ornaments on there. And, but like our, our big tree is just like kind of family ornaments. So we do a family tree and I'm not too picky about them, like putting the ornaments on, but like put it all the way on the stinking branch. Like if you put it on the front, then the dog comes and the tail hits it and then like you break half the face. Then we've always had a sports tree. So we've always had a tree that has like all of our, cause we're so sports oriented over here. Um, all of our sports ornaments on it, because a lot of them are like breakable and like really important to us. And then you're not allowed to touch them. So like Matt has like this Michigan one that has the confetti from like this big game they want in it or whatever. And nobody can touch it. And then we do an outside one that just has lights on it, but I am like white lights, white lights. And so Matt grew up with colored lights on his tree. So our, our artificial tree that we have inside does the thing where it like fades, like it starts white and then it fades into color and then oh. it fades back in. So that was our compromise. But I, I only like white lights on the trees. I don't like colored. I, I grew like up white with... lights outside too. I don't like all the color. Um, yeah. I grew up with colored on my tree, but I only like white, but I like having the color outside because I think the kids like it. David, we had one tree in our, at our old house and he made it out to be a candy cane. And we have oh, purchased cool. a lot of white and red lights. And I'm like, what are you going to do with those this year? Because <laughs> you're in a new house. You have to figure out all the different yeah. ways. Got to, got to figure out a tree. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not big on like the icicle lights. No, I just gave a whole bunch away. Like all I have is like two bushes wrapped and then I have a blow up of a dog and then I have another one wrapped and then these like big gigantic balls that I like to hang from trees. It's funny how like things change as you go through different Mm -hmm. phases of life. Like I was never into the blow up things, but now that I have kids, I'm like, oh my gosh, they would probably love if I bought that minion blow up thing. Like they would think it's literally the coolest thing ever. But I never yeah. liked them, but it's just, yeah. But speaking of changes, the other thing I want to talk about before, I mean, we're, we've probably passed our time, but we've kind of talked about the difference of like what we grew up with and what we're doing now. How difficult has it been to establish traditions in your own family? Like you and Matt as a unit establishing traditions for you guys. Well, it's been, so there was one year, like I kind of like threw a fit and put my foot down. So since my dad is not in a parish anymore and I was serving in a parish for a while, like things kind of shifted around that a little bit. Um, and it's funny when a pastor's not in a parish and it comes to like the holidays, they kind of always, they don't really know what to do with themselves because for years they've operated this way. Um, so we all go to our own churches and my parents wanted us over there on Christmas Eve to open presents under their tree. And we've done that. 
there was one year I really, I was done like traveling with little kids, like going to church, going all the way over to Waterford, coming back to my house. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. And I only put my foot down for one year and then we went back to doing it. So I don't know what that was about, but, um, so we do, we go to church and no, no longer are there, like they used to be in Christmas programs, like the four o'clock service. You yeah. See, like, the they don't really Christmas have those anymore. Program. No, they're not really doing them anymore, which I'm fine with. I'm completely fine with. Um, but Matt works retail. So he normally works on Christmas Eve, unless it's a weekend mm. and then meets us at church. We'll go to my parents. We'll do wassail and eggnog and open presents and read the Christmas story. I only like for my kids, I only give them one present on Christmas Eve. And I usually do these Christmas Eve boxes with like pajamas that we all have matching pajamas and they all hate it, but I make them do it. And then um, we go home, we wake up on Christmas morning. Well, Matt and I wake up on Christmas morning. My children, I think I said this last time, they don't get up. So like what we want to do is have them get up, see their Santa gifts. And then Matt's parents come over and we open gifts under the tree. But um when you have teenagers, they don't want to wake up till noon, even if they have epic gifts downstairs, but whatever. So then we host like a breakfast or something. And then we usually end up doing a dinner either at my parents or at Matt's parents' house. And and that's it. And then Matt usually only gets Christmas day off. And then we have to go back to work on Monday. So it'll be a little different this year with it being on the weekend, but. Oh, that's true. Yeah. What it is for us. So I've kept the tradition of like, some presents on Christmas Eve, um, but more, more times we do Santa measers come over. We open presents underneath the Christmas tree at our house and then like just have some time. One year, my sister-in-law came in town. It was hilarious because she bought everybody a Nerf gun. Like she wrapped mm-hmm. everybody got their own Nerf gun. We all open them at the same time. We have this like epic Nerf gun fight for like two hours in my house. Oh, that's fun. And they loved it. It was probably the best. Um, and when you kind of like, and when you move from that house, you're probably finding Nerf bullets everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it's so funny. So we've kept those things. Um, and we're just not, because we're not it, like working in a parish, we don't have that rush of all that, of all those services. Like we pick the service we want to go to and we go. So it's just, to me, like it's different in that way where we're not all church consumed if that makes sense yeah for sure yeah I know I had said this in another episode but the same Billy not the brownie but the same Billy we were talking about before when I when we moved down here he was like just advice establish your own traditions and I was like Mm -hmm. oh yeah duh but I think it kind of can get tricky so because we travel every other year we we try and make a goal just to have a Christmas, the four of us. So like this year we will do it before we leave and we'll just Santa will come to Colorado. We've talked about that, about how we just have to let him know that that's where we're going to be. Blah, 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 blah. So we won't do Santa here, but like, we'll have a, a Christmas morning before we leave where we all just exchange our own presents with each other and that kind of thing. If we're here, we've set aside, it's kind of, it makes it nice because David's family always does Christmas on Christmas Eve, like present. So we have Christmas morning. It can kind of get crazy depending on what they do because sometimes they have a brunch, which is fine, but then it just kind of rushes things. So we've kind of talked about that moving forward of setting a boundary because you just want to enjoy that that morning instead of being like, let's rush open presents and then like 
boom, 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 boom. Cause we're not, and then leave and go somewhere. Like I don't don't want to open their presents and leave and go somewhere. Yeah. Cause we're not, we're not like you or we're not the ones usually hosting the brunch. It's at someone's Mm -hmm. house. And so I just want to like enjoy that morning. So that's something we're working on here, but yeah, it it can kind of get tricky with different. David really didn't have an argument like, or didn't fight me on like Christmas morning. Cause it just kind of made sense if we're doing Christmas Eve with his family, then we have our own time Christmas morning. So that kind of, but I, it, it's just, as you're like blending things, like we always did it this way and we always did it this way. And it can just kind of like get tricky, but then you also like, oh, what are our kids going to carry on to their families? Like even like just touching on Advent, my parents had like an Advent calendar and it would have like, you could snap for each day. Like there's a little like um ornament that you'd snap onto the tree, yeah. but we always have to add two calendars because whoever put the button on the tree, the other one would get to open the little door. And then whoever did the door got to extinguish the candles kind of thing. And it was, and so we've kind of done that with our kids too, of like, you have to have two different advent things. So each day mm-hmm. you each get to do something to the countdown, but like, yeah, I'm anxious to see what like gets carried on. We've always had some before. type of advent thing, whether it's like a house where you open the little door or like last year we did the Lego thing or, and there's like other little countdown decorations I have. But um, I think for us, as the kids have gotten older, we've lost some of that, even just like, we'll read the Christmas story, but like through advent, there used to be like an advent family devotion or things like that, that you could do. And it's just, life is so busy, just so, so busy. I yeah. Think. We were talking about that at our Bible study this weekend and we were were focusing more on like a marriage one, but it's like being intentional in your marriage and you just have to, you have to carve out that time of like with your spouse. So that was like marriage related, but then someone had talked about like how to be intentional with Advent devotions and like Mm -hmm. our kids, my kids are young. So like some of the Advent devotions like go way over their heads. So I got a new book this year. We're going to try, but just like that intentional around the dinner time or whatever, this is what we do. And I mean, they are excited because we light the candle. They get to do the countdown. So it's like, it's probably different than your kids age group. It may not be yeah. as You're like around exciting. Dinner, I'm like, we don't <laughs> even eat dinner together half the time. Everybody's going in their own directions. But I do think like, is there like once a week where we could like pause and do something together? That would be, that would be important and good. And, and with my two kids, my two older kids not being at St. Luke's, like, they're not in as much of those Advent traditions that go on. And yeah. so making sure we get to Advent service would be a top priority. Well, and I mean, you think about the meaning of, I started our Advent devotions. I don't really know when I was supposed to start. I, I know. I, I saw you started them. I because, don't know when I was supposed well, to start either. We lit the candle on Sunday. So I'm like, I, so I it did a, start. Yeah. I'm not done. You're yeah. You're wrapping up the book and I don't like the book that I did in the meantime. So I was like, well, I might as well start these, but I mean, you think about the point of Advent and it's just like to prepare. To ready. Yeah. And I think it's almost to slow down. Like we talk about these traditions and it's all fun, but like we talked about a few episodes ago, it gets busy. And so if mm-hmm. you're not taking that intentional time to like make room in your heart for Jesus arrival, like you're kind of missing the point of Christmas, you know, cause you're getting so wrapped up in all the other things that you're forgetting like everything else. And I think that's kind of the point of traditions, right? Like that you're going to pause and do something different and like, they should have meaning to mm-hmm. me. I I'm not huge on traditions and I will probably buck them as often as I can, but for some things it is like, 
my kids, there's a normalcy in it that you do it like once a year, but it does make you like pause and think about doing something different or making this day set apart in some way. And I, and I think Mm -hmm. that's, I think that's really important. So as we wrap up, I want to share one other tradition that my home always did in Christmas time. Um, So there's always kind of this, like, I don't know, like a Debbie Downer, right? When you have to come back and put all your Christmas decorations away. And so my dad always, like the first Sunday in January, would do a children's message about the importance of leaving baby Jesus out all year long. Mm -hmm. So in our house, we always picked a baby Jesus from one of our nativity scenes and we left it out all year long, like in the living room one time in my, with my kids, the dog ate baby Jesus. And that was the whole thing, but, um, we leave baby Jesus out all year long. And I think it's like, it's just been a really kind of like important tradition to us to know where baby Jesus is and just be reminded that he came, like we're getting prepared for him to come now. He came and he stayed. Um, and so like, that's been an important tradition in my home growing up. And when I try to keep up with my kids. Now, the only problem with that tradition is then when you bring all the Christmas decorations down and you can't find baby Jesus, we have like a whole bunch of nativities that are missing baby Jesus, but you know, it's a good, it's always a good pause for me to remember, like he came and he stayed. Um, and that's what was always like a really, really important message. So yeah, that's cool. I like that. Any wrap up thoughts for you, Laura? No, we didn't even get to the epiphany. (laughs) We didn't, maybe we'll do an epiphany episode. We should, because there's so much meaning behind epiphany. Yeah. It's so, um, interesting. My, this is another thing like traditions, big growing up, you don't put your thing Christmas stuff up until after Thanksgiving, which is like getting harder and harder in this world. But I think it just means so much more when you do it. Like I'm big on that. We also hosted Thanksgiving this year. So I couldn't really do it or else I might've, because we were homesick with a fever and a hurricane, like when everyone was setting things up, but it got so, I was so excited when I was able to do it, but also like my dad you don't take it on, down. You don't right? take it down until after Epiphany. Yep. And technically the Christmas season starts like on Christmas and then goes through like January. So you don't take your Christmas mm-hmm. stuff down until after Christmas. Most people are like, okay, New Year's Eve, boom, done. You know, where everybody like- yells at me at the office. But I, when I first was at the office and somebody at our front desk started taking it down, like the second, like the second day of January, I was like, no, 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 no. At our office, we leave up Christmas until epiphany. They're like, no, we can't make it. And people think it's weird. I was like, I don't care. We're leaving it up until yeah. epiphany. Yeah. So we do the same thing here. You don't take it down until epiphany. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed this random episode it's kind of fun to talk about traditions i like it's good to like set the day apart but also i think there's excitement and looking forward to what you do every year like the kids yeah. get excited like oh we're gonna do this oh i remember like when you pull up the decorations like i remember that and i like it just mm-hmm. gets it it's exciting and it's an exciting time of the year just thinking about really what jesus did and really the purpose i was like telling the kids that i'm like you know why jesus was born right and they're like yeah i was like to die for you. That's why he came as a baby. <laughs> so morbid, but don't like, forget that. Of, don't ever forget that. Yeah, but ultimately we needed it. So yep. anyway, we hope that you're enjoying your holiday season and God's blessings as you celebrate and enjoy the chaos and just take time to be intentional getting ready for him. Merry Christmas, everybody. Mm-hmm.